World-shattering ideas were commonplace in the mountains of northern New Mexico. Half a century before, at the start of World War II, the place had been rugged wilderness with only a few ranchers and hardy vacationers to disturb the peaceful emptiness. It had been the perfect place to establish a secret research laboratory to design the first atomic bomb. Now, every time Dr. Graham Fox entered the complex, he stopped, thankful that he had participated in something so profound and extravagant so many years before. He still thought of Los Alamos as the project, though it had been five decades since the city had been founded, rising out of Quonset huts, temporary army shelters, and mud streets. So much had changed since those early days. Fox watched the activity around him in the laboratory bay, his laboratory, though the administration didn't let him do much anymore. His hands were too unsteady, his walk too slow, but just having one of the few surviving scientists from the Manhattan Project on staff gave any experiment prestige. A technician wearing blue jeans and sandals bent over an array of high-energy capacitors. He tightened a bolt with a blue-painted wrench. Capacitor boxes filled the room, each one just under a cubic foot. Thick wires sprouted from their tops and covered the floor like spaghetti. Fox observed the technicians, scurrying around with self-imposed urgency. He could hear the clank of tools and the muffled conversation subdued by the sheer size of the laboratory bay. He could smell the oil on machined parts, various sealants, the cold cement floor. The air conditioning gave the place a stale and clinical chill. Vanilla nuclear weapons no longer dominated the thrust of Los Alamos research. Spending hundreds of millions of dollars to change the center of gravity of a device by a few centimeters just didn't make sense nor did it get a sympathetic ear from Congress. Instead, sexy research proposals, backed by dazzling slideshows, pulled in the bucks. Strategic defense, pulsed power, exotic weaponry. Fox doubted that anybody in Congress really understood the concepts, but then congressional perception had always lagged far behind research needs. And these days, The scientists had no general groves to bully ideas through bureaucratic roadblocks. The electrical storage banks in Fox's lab held only 50 pounds equivalent of high explosives. Not much by the standard of a nuke, but when used to drive magnetized rings of xenon plasma in a compact toroid, the X-ray intensity could approach the damage potential of the old dirty fission weapons, the kind of weapon terrorists were likely to use the kind Iraq, Libya, and North Korea were still scrambling to obtain. Fox wiped his hands on his lab coat and sauntered over to check the wiring on one of the capacitor boxes. A bearded technician looked up as he approached. Careful, Dr. Fox. The bank is going hot. We're getting ready for the smoke test. The smoke test. Right-o. Fox nodded. He still kept his British accent after all these years. As a physicist... He cared little about the intricate electronic monitoring systems that the technicians loved. He preferred the old-fashioned smoke test to the fancy diagnostics to ensure that all connections were correct, flip the switch and see if it worked, or if something started smoking.